everybody. Welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. And uh, we are going to have, surprise, a special podcast. I always feel they're special. But it's really, truly special today because I get to talk to one of my all-time favorite people, Diana Batista, who uh, is a part of our Crossroads family. Pam and I love her. Uh, we have walked with her uh, in Christ and partnership and ministry now for years. Uh, Pam considers her one of her favorite people. And Diana is leading an incredible ministry called Sheer Love, S-H-E-A-R Love, like in the Shears, clipping Shears, uh, that is based out of Thailand and is involved in rescuing men and women who are being sex trafficked and have been used and abused. But then through Diana and her ministry, they find love, they find healing, they find redemption, and they find a way to actually earn a living by doing a hairstyling is, I don't even know the right word to use. Uh, I, I just... Never mind. But, uh, uh, and you know what? Now they have a, a profession so they don't have to go back to that kind of a lifestyle. And they get to have dignity, but most of all, they get to hear about the love of Christ. And many, many, many have given their lives to Christ. So when Diana felt called by God to go and do this, I remember Pam and I had two thoughts. One, we were so proud of her for being willing to literally leave almost everything and to go to a foreign country and make a difference for Christ. And then another part of her because we love her we're like wanting to be really protective and like really are you know diana be you know even though we trust jesus but her all-out commitment for the lord was so amazing and so pam has got to go visit her in thailand uh plus uh do some things in other parts of the world with diana and i have promised for a long time that i would go and visit her so i am now committing to in september of 2022 i am going to go to thailand diana you didn't know that but that's a big surprise Surprise. Yes! <laughs> That's the greatest news I've ever heard. <laughs> well, I'm a man of my word. So if the rapture doesn't happen, I'm coming. Uh, so Pam and I will be there with you and we can't wait to do that. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is so, that is the greatest news ever. That is so awesome. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your ministry later, um, but we want to talk about something. This whole uh, part of my podcast is called I'm Concerned. And um, there's something that Diana and I are concerned about. And I want to be able to be as clear as I can. I hope you listen to everything, because if you don't listen to everything we're about to say, you may think that we're bashing people. And actually, that's what we're concerned about is not bashing people. So we're not going to bash people to talk about being concerned about bashing people, because that would like really be hypocritical. Um, but what happened is uh, we have a person we love and care about, Diana and Pam and I. Um, and this person is not where we want them to be with the Lord today. And I'm not trying to be judgmental. I just feel like we love them too much to not care for them. But they, my understanding, and Diana, tell me if I'm right, they went to an LGBTQ event. Correct, yes. Right, and then they put on social media, they were there, is that right? Yes. And then what was the response they got from people who at least used to be a part of Crossroads or may still be a part of Crossroads? Um, he, he was at this event. He was at, he was at the, the pride parade and it's an event that the LGBT community puts on every year. And, um, and he was there with some friends who are gay and he, and, you know, and he was there. So being there, trying to be supportive of his friends and someone from crossroads had shared, said to him, um, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be very ashamed of yourself for 
for being there and for condoning that lifestyle when you know that the Bible outright condemns it. You should absolutely be ashamed of yourself. And um, that was that was really, really difficult because, you know, I mean, I love this person and I know you and Pam do, too. And mm -hmm. to hear that someone from my home church was so quick to cast judgment rather than reach out and say, hey, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's let, let's sit down. And I want to know how you're doing. That was that was really, really difficult. And they made the contact with them on social media, right? They didn't even do it privately. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, they, they, they commented on something, they left a message and yeah, like, I mean, I know, I know that it was deleted very quickly, but it was, um, yeah, but it was basically, yeah, it was, it was, this, this message was sent to him and then, it, oh, sorry, <laughs> that it was, um, and then. <laughs> Well, you know what is I, um, number one, the initial reach out wasn't loving and caring. And number two, it sounds like it was on a platform that would not have been healthy or good. Uh, by the way, if you're a believer in Christ, one of the passages that I go to on this all the time, and by the way, it's a command of the Lord that I think is very often broken by Christians, but, but Jesus's way is by far the best. And the verse says this in Matthew 18, verse 15, if your brother sins, Go and show him his fault in private. Now, notice the key. Go, go to them, not, you know, send a text, by the way, and definitely not put it on social media. Go to them and then do that in private. And if he listens to you, you have one a brother. And if, but if he does not listen to you, then take two, one or two more with you so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every fact may be confirmed. Um, so the start of the process is not by gathering other people together and definitely not by attacking anybody. It's going and talking with them in private so you can win them over. And uh, Diana, you're saying that's not what happened. Yeah, that is absolutely not what happened. And um, after seeing what this person had um, had sent to him, um, I, I said, I said, I am so sorry. And I said, I said, you know what, this whether 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 this is true or not, whether whether what whether these statements that this person said to you are true or not, the approach was absolutely awful. And um, and I think and that was the thing, too, that um, that my friend had shared with me. He said he said he said that's he goes, I think it was the, it hurt the worst because I have not seen this person since since I moved out of California five years ago. Like and, and this was the first point of contact from years and years ago was her this person condemning me and this person telling me that oh well you're basically going to hell you should be ashamed of your whole life you know and it's like oh my gosh like you know I mean and I mean and and so, so I said I said you know what that was really awful so let's talk right now and we ended up talking on the phone that day for maybe an hour to an hour and a half and I said I said I that's awful and I said I said you know what I said but let let's now let's talk about it let's talk about what the bible does say Let's talk about what the let's talk about how Jesus would approach somebody in this manner, you know. And we actually had a pretty good laugh about, you know, he's about about this whole situation. And even though it was really, it's a it's a difficult talk, you know. Um, and my friend was pretty was serious and said, you know, I believe that God would support them. And I said, I said, I think yes, I think God would love them, but I definitely don't think Jesus would show up at the pride parade. <laughs> so we got it. We went, we had a nice little laugh about that, but it was good. It was a good. It was healthy and it was good, and we were having dialogue. And I wasn't just shouting my my thoughts and my ideas and my theology at him. It was definitely a conversation where I heard where he was at, 
and he heard where I was at and it was good. And we're still friends. I love him. We've, we've, we've still texted after that since then to this day. And I let him know that um, I shared everything with you. And he was, and, and honestly, he said, I think he was so, he was so moved by the fact that you responded so quickly. He really, really was. And I think, and I said, I said, I would not have expected anything less from Chuck, honestly. Yeah. And Pam also responded to him, right? So fast. Yes. Pam did. Oh my gosh. And that's interesting too. Um, a big thing that he said to me was that there's been people spe specifically at Crossroads that have, that have always said to him that, that they're, he's just accepted and that's it. He's just their friend. And, um, and he said, he said, I believe Pam truly cares for me. I don't believe she has any agenda in that. He also said, Debbie Burton. He said, Debbie, she said, yeah. Debbie, he said, Debbie Burton had, there's never been a point where I have felt like, well, oh, if you want to support people in this lifestyle, I'm not going to be, I'm not, I won't be your friend anymore. Like, and that's, and that is something that, that he said, he said, I've always felt so loved and accepted by her. And um, regardless of what my views are. And um, yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. I think that's what Jesus calls us to do. God, that was, that was actually the theme of, oh gosh, am, am I aging myself? Generate from years ago. <laughs> it was love with no agenda, like no, no agenda. You just love them. Yeah. And I, you know, without a doubt, I think that's how, you know, we end up seeing people actually come to a point of change. If they don't, we still love them. But, you know, in Romans 2, it says it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. And uh, without that kindness, real repentance can't happen. Real change can't happen. And so I, I know you know that, you know, Pam and I try to model that. Are we perfect? No. But we really try to model that and, and live that. Um, and Pam is way better at it than I am. Um, and I know you Pam's do. Pam's better at it than yeah. most people. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really true. Because, by the way, I got to tell this because um, I, I talked to you about it before we came on. Pam got this real heart to do a, a kind of a fun, creative ministry, a photography ministry. And, and what she did is she started doing these photo shoots. And Diana, back then you were here with us and she invited you to come and do makeup. Uh, so you and a bunch of other makeup. Oh, and oh, you did hair. But then also a bunch of makeup artists came, right? Yes, yes, yes. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so I remember you guys used to fill our house getting ready for these photo shoots, which were like dressing people up in different ways. And then she would teach photography to people um, so that they got really, some of them got really good and even really made a lot of money in photography because of that. Successful, yeah, become really successful. But the shocker to both of us was people who are part of the LGBTQ community would show up to model, right? And it was great, though. It, it was great being able to have a place for them where they're like, yeah, we're here having fun. And again, we're loving you with no agenda. And it's so interesting because <clears throat> there's been so many points in my life where people have said, like, they're, they're like, wow, like there's something so different. And I'm like, well, I could tell you what it is. Let me tell you what it is. <laughs> Like, you know, and, and, I, and I was like, I believe in Jesus and I believe that Jesus would, would, would accept someone to sit at his dinner table, no matter what they've done in their life. And he has, and, um, and they, they, and it was again, and it was, I was like, wow, you're a Christian. No, really? Those people are, those people like, like they, they love to judge people. They love, and I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? That's really awful. And I'm sorry that that's happened to you, but that's not the way all, that's not the way all Christians are called to act. 
Oh, amen. Yeah. And see, I remember those photo shoots because they just, it was so interesting to watch just the, the buzz in the room, meeting each other, people opening up. You know, like when you would do the hair, you got to talk to people for a long time, you know? Yeah, they were stuck with me. They, when they're yeah. in the chair, they're stuck with me. You got to listen. <laughs> Yeah. And the other thing is, I felt like you guys shared Jesus so freely. It wasn't, uh, I mean, were, we weren't hiding about the Lord. We were talking about the Lord, um, but it wasn't weird. It wasn't awkward. It was just really cool. And it wasn't like, let me share a Bible with you. Let me, no, it was never that way. It never really was. And even then, like your house is, a, I don't know how you could stand us, Chuck. Seriously, <laughs> chaos inside your house. But um but 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 yes, but even then, like your house is very inviting. Your house is warm, you know. And um, wait, I think you've moved actually since I've left, so it's a different house now. But um, yeah. But 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 when I was there, like your house was so. It was just like, oh my gosh, I'm home. I'm here, and I feel so so welcome here, you know. And and I mean, and I think that anybody else walking into someone's house that has Bible verses on the wall, that has like. Of you know Bibles every you know what I mean and, and a lot of people would feel uncomfortable but it just was never that way and um, Pam was so Pam was so good about making sure that people did feel welcome that they were able to open up about their lives that they were able to open up about their struggles that they were able to open up about their hurts and I mean Pam is just that kind of person and she she's always been an example to me for that I've always wanted to be that like you're hurting. Let's talk about it. What's going on? I'm not just going to be one of those people that's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then avoid it, you know, and, and, and I, I never want to be that person. And that was that that was such a good thing about when we were doing all those shoots and inviting people from all different walks of life, all different walks of life. And they were able to come and just be with us. It was it really, really was. And that was the thing. It's about being Jesus. It's not about shouting Jesus at people. And I think that's what people need. They need someone to, who models Jesus. Not, it's not just preaching at them, you know? Yeah. And, and I totally agree with you. And I know it's, by the way, whenever you do that, it's fun. Uh, it's moving. I can feel the Holy spirit. I honestly can feel the Holy spirit in moments like that. Can't you? Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And then not that it would surprise you. I mean, you're all the way in Thailand, but uh, to this day, people still are some of the people who were a part of that uh, men and women are in contact with Pam. Like they'll reach out to Pam. Uh, one I guy, love that. Yeah. One guy's in the entertainment industry. Uh, and so he does a lot of stuff with Disney and Pam's Disney. Uh, but you know, what's cool is we haven't won him over yet, but he continues to contact Pam and invite her to come be at things and to hear about his life and, and you know what? We didn't, we didn't build, put up a wall. We got to build a bridge with him. Yes. And that is, I think, the most important thing that we need to do. We can't just sit here and say, no, you're wrong. And that's it. We have to say, you know what? We have to, we have to come at it from a different point. You're hurting. You're hurting. And something has happened to the point to where that now other things are happening in your life that, you know, that, that maybe aren't ideal but let, let's get through it. Let's talk about it. Let, let's have these conversations. And I will tell you, they are hard conversations. They are such difficult conversations. But I mean, but, but I mean, how much better is it to have friends in your life and to have people that you can communicate with and people that you can be transparent with than building a massive wall and just saying, nope, forget it. I don't, I don't agree with you. I don't like what you're doing. And that's it. We're no longer friends. How can we do that? Yeah. And 
You know what? I, I think that one thing that you do very, very well and Pam does very, very well is you guys are genuinely not only care for the people, but you show the care by being genuinely interested in them. You know, because yeah. there's so many amazing things in your life you want to hear about or stories of things that occurred. And, um, and But Pam, you know, you and you, both of you guys genuinely are interested in what in their lives. Yeah, we are. And I mean, I'm also too, Pam and I are very much alike. And I feel like a lot of people are, we're just interested in people. We're just interested in, you know, I mean, and Pam has been all over the world. Like I have, I think Pam's been to probably far more places than me, but she's, (laughs) but she's met people all from all over the globe and hearing people's background, hearing people's story, hearing where they come from, it draws a perfect line as to where they are now. And from when, when you know, and when you hear the, um, the, 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 the difficulties and troubles and trauma and abuse and all of these things that have happened in people's lives, it makes absolute sense as to why they're in the position that they are now. And, and we're, we're all broken. Every single one of us is broken. None of us are deserving of grace. We're just not. And so, but, but we still have it. We still have the grace of God, number one. And number two, that person that you think is doing something so wrong, whatever it is, Whatever it is, whether it's whether it's being a part of the LGBT community, whether it's living living with a significant other outside of marriage, whether it's you know whether whatever it is, down to gossiping, whatever it is that they're doing that's not right or that that, that you believe that you feel that what what you know to be true that's in the word, I mean, you you ha- you just there 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 has to be there has to be an element of grace because you were given that grace and we and we are called 100% called to apply that grace to others because i will tell you this is a, this is a really good thing i actually heard a good friend of mine was was talking about this we um when jesus was on the cross and the man next to him who was a criminal okay he was a criminal and it says it clearly in the bible that he was he said to him um, he said, he said, remember me in paradise. Like he remember me, like, please forgive me. Remember me. Jesus didn't say, okay, I'll see you in paradise, but wait, are you gay? Wait, wait, I'll see you in paradise. Okay, great. But wait, were you living with your girlfriend? Hold on. We need to talk about this. There was not, none of that. It was you, you know where you are and you know who I am and you've repented and we're done. We're done. I'm not asking you any questions about what you've done in the past, what even what you did two minutes ago. I'm not asking you that about that. I'm telling you that I will remember you in paradise and that's it. You know, one of the things that I try to live by, and again, I'm going to keep mitigating. I'm not mitigating. I just want to be super honest, say I'm not perfect at it. But I, I really hope my go-to isn't what's wrong with you or my go-to isn't how could you do such a thing I hope my go-to is, are you okay? And what happened that, you know, brought you to this point? Um, and, and I always want to start there. You know, I want to start with that because I believe that's where the Lord starts. Now, the Lord doesn't have to ask a question because he knows. But, he knows. I, yeah, but I think he wants us to ask that question and to genuinely be concerned. Um, even the person who, who put that on social media uh, uh, that hurt the person we care about, we also care about the person that put it on social media. Like we're thinking, man, what happened to you? And what, you know, what occurred in your life that made you think that was okay? Right. And that made that, that the, for, for whatever reason that you felt like reaching out to someone that you hadn't spoken to in five years and immediately, da, 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 da. and that's the, that's the problem too, is that um, 
I've heard, I've, I've, I know that other people have messaged our friend before, um, but I don't feel like it's been, it's been, and like, Hey, like maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Like kind of more, a little bit more in the gray area, but still, but still none of them have actually said, Hey, what's going on? Let's talk. I'd love to catch up with you. It's, it is truly never been that. It has always been people just saying, what, 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 like, what, come on, what are you doing? Until this last one where it was outright, you should be ashamed of yourself. Oh my goodness. I mean, but that's the thing at the same time, like what, what, where in your life do you feel that, that you have the authority to say that to someone else? Like what, you know, what authority do you have to do that without, without having a prefaced conversation of what's going on? What's happening? And I know a big, big part of your life right now is the ministry you're doing in Thailand where um, there, there are um, so many people. And um, matter of fact, it, it'd probably be better to help you have you tell it for us. But, you know, young girls, uh, then girls who I don't consider that much older, but are considered in that industry, cast asides um, and have no life. But they all have a story why they're there. Um, and of course, you're trying to give them a way out because you can't just say stop. There's no way to stop. Um, right. But but tell about that. Tell about what's happening when you're trying to reach out to girls and boys, men and women who are caught up in the sex trafficking industry. Well, I will say that um, every single you're right. Every single one of them is there for a purpose. They're not there. And but um, make. To, to burst a bunch of people's bubbles here, they're not there because they love it. They're not there because they're like, this seems like a really great career to choose. None of them. <clears throat> but I will say every single one of them has someone in their life that they would do anything for, anything, even if it meant selling their body to make sure that there's food on the table. That is, I have never heard <clears throat> any, I have never heard a story of where someone has said, Oh yeah, this this just seemed like a really fun career. Like when I was in kindergarten, you know, and the teacher asked, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Oh, a prostitute sounds pretty good. Nobody does that, man or woman. They, nobody nobody dreams dreams of this job. And and I get and this is another thing too. I guarantee you, anybody who's in the sex industry who is doing what they're doing, you can bet you can sit with them for. 30 minutes and find trauma in their life at some point you can yeah. have, because the, there, there's no way that you can just walk into, uh, <clears throat> as many people like to call it a career. I don't believe it's a career, but when people walk, when people walk into something like that, you cannot just like, without having any trauma in your life, without having, you cannot just say, okay, like I'm going to get paid to sleep with 10 men a night. No one does that unless they've dealt with some really, really awful stuff prior to that. And, and that's something that we know going in. And so when we are on outreach, when we're reaching these women and men and, mm -hmm. and lots of people who identify as transgender, when we go out there and reach them and sit with them, I mean, because we're not there to pay for sex, we literally are just sitting there and how are you? Like they don't have people do that. The people, the men who come in and pay for sex with them, they never say, Oh, how are you? They don't, they don't care. They do not care. And they're there for one purpose and that's it. And the people who are there to be sold, they know that 
The people who are coming here, they don't care about you. Get their money. You can send it home to your families. Your, your, your parents can eat. Your uncle can go to the hospital. Your grandmother can get that surgery. Whatever it is, it's all for a purpose. No one enjoys it. I guarantee you, zero people actually enjoy it. And I think that's another huge thing, kind of. But um, I think that's been a huge thing in our society today is trying to say this, like, I mean, I don't know, maybe I don't think of a better way to call it, but like a sexual revolution where it's like, you're in control of this and you get to make these decisions and you get to go out and sleep with whoever you want. And they've created this, this, um, this culture of just like, oh, this is freedom. That is bondage. That is absolutely bondage. And, and that has been put into the minds of so many people and they feel like, oh, well, if I can, I can just do this and I can make money and you know, my family won't be suffering. You know, and I just feel like, sorry, I think I went off topic there, but, <laughs> but I feel like it's, it's, it's part of it. It's part of it, you know, and it, and it all comes back to where, where were the people in their lives? Where were those relationships that, that meant to care for them and meant to look out for them and meant to look at them and say, are you okay? What's going on? Let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, it, it's very, very true. I know, um, and mainly through you and others, but you in particular, that in the sex trafficking, uh, the sex slavery that happens, uh, there, there is that bondage. There is that hurt. There's that pain. And, and there's not hope. Like they start to lose hope. Uh, and that hopelessness then um, leads them to a place where they're dying inside. Interestingly, there's been studies done on people who are sexually promiscuous, like even in a place like the United States. And, it, and that's true too. It's different, but it's true. Um, and they have a difficult time having secure attachment to anybody, you know, so like a movie like Pretty Woman that acts like that can happen. It just doesn't happen. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not real. Myth, yeah. yeah, that's like, I mean, and that that movie, I feel like a lot of and I've known a lot of women in the United States to look at that and gravitate to it. And it's like that that could not be further from the truth at all. And um, you, a man going in and paying for sex is not a man that's going in and looking for a loving relationship at all. And I mean, and I, that, that's the thing too. I do, I, I really do feel like Hollywood has glamorized so many of these things. They've glamorized the sex industry. They've glamorized drug use. They've glamorized alcohol in a way to that, to, to, to where people are numb to it. And they just say, they're, they're, they're like, well, I mean, it's, if, if this is what I can do, then I can do it and make money and it's fine where, where, where all the while their souls are just being slowly crushed inside. And you're right. They've completely losing hope. So what the answer is, isn't for us to condemn them, isn't to attack the people. I uh, see it's back to the same theme. The only way we're going to end up reaching people who are hurting that badly, being hurt that badly have reached that hopeless condition is to show love and kindness. Without that, we're never going to reach them. So I know that's what you guys do. You you emphasize going and showing respect and love and kindness and try to build a relationship so that they can actually trust you enough to try to do something as radical as, as leave and find healing. Yeah, it, it's true. And and I mean, and you, like you said, it's true for everyone. No matter where you're at in your life, if you're broken, you're going to gravitate to things that um, that are, that, that are, that are not good for you. And, um, yeah. And the, the, and nobody has ever left addiction, prostitution, like no, nobody has ever left any of these things by someone saying you should be ashamed of yourself. 
nobody has ever, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I would give somebody a million dollars if they shared like, oh yeah, that's the reason why I stopped doing drugs. That's the reason why I stopped, you know, being promiscuous. Yeah, that's why. Never, you will never find a person who, who came back to the Lord upon, around those circumstances. Yeah. Oh, and I think that's one of the things we started with, you know, is that, um, and I'm, there's a chance the person we're talking about is going to watch this, uh, which by the way, I hope they do, but, um, yeah, what they're not going to hear is that we're against them. Our greatest desire is for them to come back to Christ because we love them. Uh, and if they don't, we're still going to love them. And if I bump into them at LAX, uh, which by the way, I have bumped into them at LAX or, uh, <laughs> Yes, you have. That's right. You have. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I can genuinely know that, that I'll be super excited to see them. And I, I know they'll be super excited to see us. Um, and it's just a time to say, you know what? We love you, period. But one day, if we ever saw that miracle occur, one day, if we ever saw, you know, you show back up at Crossroads, you'll be loved. And one day, if we saw you back at Crossroads, you know, uh, or any church, by the way, it didn't have to be Crossroads. Yeah. Um, we're going to be so excited to hear, you know, that you're back with Jesus and Jesus loves this person so much, uh, and loves uh, the girls you're caring about, the men you're caring about, the boys you're caring about, um, some other people you and I care about, loves them so much that, you know, he's going to be watching. And so the story of the prodigal son is going to be true for them. You know, I always love to say the only time God ran was to run to someone who was returning from a prodigal adventure and come home. It's so true. It's so true. And I do feel like that. I feel like, I mean, all of anybody that we know that has decided to walk away from church for whatever reason, I mean, and I will say like, I mean, a lot of people walk away from church because they've been hurt. A lot of people will because, and that's the thing too. It's so awful because the church is filled with broken people, you know? And it's so it's like, and it, it is, it's really difficult to see it. It's really difficult for someone to like, to separate. Okay. Like, was it the church or was it someone who's broken in the church who hurt you? And which is the reason why you've chosen to walk away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So anyway, I'm glad we talked about this because I want other people to be able to listen in on what we're concerned about. And we are concerned. Uh, and I believe it's gotten worse in this season since COVID hit. I think that um, the attacks are more vicious. I, I think it really is worse, but now it's a chance to get it right. You know, a chance to go back and do things better. Yes. Absolutely. And this is our opportunity as the church. I mean, we're at home, we're online. <laughs> I mean, well, I will say, I know things are opening back up in America. We're, we're a little bit behind here in Thailand. <laughs> oh my gosh. You realize Chuck, it's been like two years since I've been home. It's been actually more than two years since I've been home. It's been like two and a half years. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's been really hard. And so people are basically living online now and it's pretty easy to say whatever you want behind your phone when you don't have to look at someone face to face. And I think that's a really good thing to, and if you can step back and you're, and if you, if you're able to step back as you're writing a really gnarly comment to someone. And if you can really say, would I say this to this person's face? Would I, would I really say it to their face? And you have to really put your phone down, give it, give it 10 minutes. And you're like, if I would say this person, if I would say this to this person's face, then I'll push send. But that, and that's the thing too, but people do that with celebrities because it's like, oh, whatever. They don't know. They, they see it. Come on. They see it, you know, and, and that, that's with anyone and everyone. That's with a stranger. That's with a person you haven't seen in five years. That's with celebrities. That's just 
people have gotten really, really brave with their phones. Yeah, which is part of what's too bad about that. Well, anyway, um, I am hoping, Lord willing, actually, I am planning, not just hoping, Lord willing, to see you in about a year. Uh, And so I can't wait to be there. So I do want you to come home, but don't come home next September. Okay, no, heck no, I will be here. No, I will not. I will not be here. I will be at the airport waiting to pick you guys up. Okay, that sounds so awesome. Well, Diana, I love you. I love what you're doing. Pam and I are proud of you. We pray for you all the time. And uh, you know what? I look forward to the day we see each other face to face. I do pray it's before next September. I do pray I get home before that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yes, whether, whether or not it's, it, I, for sure, I will see you next September. All right. Well, you take care and uh, we'll be in touch. Okay. Thanks so much. Bye, Chuck. Well, anyway, I wanted you to be able to be in on a conversation that Diana and I have uh, had and are having about people that we care about and, and, and many of whom we've known for years. And uh, these people are people that we have loved. Matter of fact, my wife, Pam, even better, that Pam has poured into, that she's cared for. And then for one reason or another, they walked away from the Lord. And by the way, it broke our hearts. It breaks our hearts, but we never stop loving them. And we've never stopped celebrating some great things that have occurred in their lives. And so uh, I hope that all of us together can really get good at loving, really get good at caring, really get good at being the kind of people that Jesus would be able to use as tools to help them come back to a relationship with him and for many, if not all of them, to find real healing. But I'm concerned if the church doesn't do that. I'm concerned if Christians don't do that. But I've got to say, I know that so many do. And if you're one of those, and I pray you are, let's work together for that. So we'll see you soon. God bless you. Have a great week and uh, uh, looking forward to hearing great things for you. Bye.